Thank you. Can everybody hear me okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I thought um, today um, was just going to, the order of the talk will be I'll talk about my practice for about 20 minutes or so, and then um, we'll kind of um, go into talking about the collaboration, how that came about, and then the actual work that's um, outside today. Um, yeah, so let's just get into it. So can you, thanks. Okay, so I thought I'd do like, I'd go for quantity over quality. And so <laughs> do um, 20, 20 slides, so one minute, so you can put me on the clock. So the first, I thought I'd start with this work. I thought this is a really great place to start because this is this is a work actually on the previous IMA and sort of, which is where Bunk or Birdie Num Nums is on that corner. I was a volunteer at the IMA at that time and had asked the then director, Michael Snelling, if I could paint on the side of the building. And he said, you can, but I don't know anything about it. So I was out there with a masking tape and um, a pot of red paint and sort of painted this art school joke, essentially. So the abject is, you know, that which is left out. So in, in a way, there's kind of no painting. It's just a, um, so a lot of people got it. A lot of people didn't get it, I guess. Um, so uh, is that a minute? Okay. So, <laughs> so the next one is further down the road. This is opposite the Brunswick Hotel. Um, this is that building of the IGA. Um, this is a corner where a lot of um, prostitutes used to work from. Um, and at the time it was Pope Alice or Luke Roberts studio. Um, and I remember hiring a ladder in the middle of summer to I got the ladder dropped off at the beginning of the day to paint this thing. If you were there, Ben, so yeah, you're on the ladder. Oh my gosh! So, um, so yeah, it was and, you know had to fit it in the the telephone boxes and everything like that. Um, <laughs> but you know, and it was interesting, sort of watching, um, you know, you know, what is this idea of you know this introduction of like ambiguity to the work, like what can. Um, you know, what can happen to beauty, what is beauty, these kind of big words. And so from doing that kind of smaller work um, where it was unsigned and kind of this random sort of acts of poetry that then sort of ended up getting this commission, uh, I think when I was about 22, there was a big public art project in uh, South Bank that um, was organised by the then um, public art agency and they had a policy in Queensland where 2% of all um, public works um, of an overall budget had to be spent on public art um, and this ended up being it was a temporary work but it would have cost more to paint it over so it lasted for about six years which was really beautiful because it sort of seemed to um, the deciduous vines um, would die and grow back every year so it had this really nice relationship with the cycle of um, you know the year and the sun and everything so and after that it was, you know, it was had gone from this really unknown kind of person painting on the sides of buildings, this weird, um, to then having this, you know, this monumental kind of structure. Um, and kind of felt uncomfortable about that a lot. So then went to um, kind of going back to um, trying to make things small again. So this was part of a series of works. Um, this is so antiquated now, like, um, but these were like personals columns. So you had um, Primal Man Craves Fire, Modern Man Dreads Fire, Postmodern Man is Confused About Fire, and then this one, um, Contemporary Man Seeks Dignity While Struggling With History, because I kind of thought that sort of summed up the confusion. Uh, this is 
kind of um, continuing, I guess, with, with TextWorks and um, moving into like public commissions and that kind of stuff. Um, this is um, what I affectionately call my Vogue living period. Um, so doing uh, swimming pools and um, which was a fantastic opportunity to work on. Essentially, it's just like a painting. It's just a stencil. You just do it in a different colored uh, pebble crete. But um, this is probably a good um, opportunity to start talking about um, kind of collaboration as well and how important that is to my practice. I mean, I don't, apart from hand painting these things myself, and I'm a terrible painter, as many people can attest to. So, um, you know, they had this punk rock look of me trying to make them as neat as possible with masking tape, but they ended up having this kind of authenticity to them and sort of sitting halfway between advertising and graffiti but I never wanted them to really be that I wanted them to look really good I just wasn't very good so it's always been I've always needed to be working with other people and um, um, to realize these things so you know working with people that make pools and like well, you know what do you have to do on that kind of stuff so um, I'm at my minute um, <laughs> so this is another one this is a this is more Vogue living um, this is a splashback in a kitchen it says um the centre is at an arm's reach, and that, I guess, is to do with, you know, I think that's a really lovely, you know, it's there if you want it, you can push it away if you want it. It's always within our grasp, it's always just out of our grasp as well, and I kind of thought that was a nice phrase for the kitchen as well, um, in terms of nourishing yourself and a family and that kind of thing. Um, and so a lot of those works are kind of hidden. Not a lot of people know about them, Um you know, and, and you forget that as an artist. You think you've done all this stuff and then you realise that there's a whole generation of people that have just never seen all this stuff that you've done. It's been really interesting putting this talk together. So this is obviously one that um, it's like if I ever meet people and say, what kind of art do you do? You just say, oh, have you seen that thing? Or you get introduced to people's like, you're that guy and people are, um, you know, it's really it's a really loved work, which is really fantastic. Um, yeah, you could probably do an hour on that, so we'll keep keep going um uh this is another um commission for splendor in the grass um it's a trying to sort of work out um um i guess trying to work out a way of like cutting through something with as much clutter as um originally it was going to be towed on a plane but the plane crashed <laughs> seriously <laughs> And so I had to sort of hustle to kind of get something else to happen with like two weeks to go before the show. Um, and so this guy um, had this hang mobile hang glider business um, and it says power is not respect on there as well. So I guess like a lot of what I do is trying to find these ad spaces and take them back for, for art. Because uh, I think art actually came up with a lot of these spaces, to be honest, or graffiti came up with the, a lot of these spaces in terms of... Um, you know, and so it's good to be able to take them back and put something in the public realm that's maybe a bit more interesting and gets people to stop and think about things. Um, so kind of going to go on now to, um, because I've been doing all this public text work and I've always felt like that wasn't how I wanted to be defined as an artist. I wanted to be a bit of a bucket list artist or this idea that art could be anything and um, everywhere was a context that was possible for art so you sort of if you're going to say that you have to sort of go on this mission to kind of try to prove it um so this work is a is called the p radiates god and it's basically the if you work in a gallery you got to go around and turn on all the projectors every morning and loop everything and so this was a way of um 
the staff would get a frozen pea out and defrost it for a minute in a glass of water and then go and change the pea. So every day there's like this fresh pea on the mantelpiece. Um, it's a work that really divided a lot of people. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people didn't like this work. I, I really love it. Um, just that it's so stupid and simple, but it's trying to sort of profess that it's about God or this kind of massive kind of thing. This next work is, um, this was in the Queensland Art Gallery Cafe and then it was also in the Museum of Contemporary Art in a cafe adjacent, um, included in a show but adjacent to the um, MCA. Um, this was, I hated all the leaf designs that you get in your coffee and I hate um, love hearts and all that nonsense and so kind of thought it was actually much more personal to for the baristas to initial and then number what they're up to for the day so you can kind of like see it like as it's a it's um, sort of like it's their creativity or it's like their labour or something like that. Um, uh, this work is, again, coming back to a textbook, and we'll, um, this originally this was a big uh, proposal at QPAC for a big commission to have rear projectors and um, motion sensors, and um, but that didn't happen. But what we're ended up with is they've just sort of made it in vinyl so um uh it says when life stops being life and becomes meaning and so it's this idea of like walking along and it blows out to white in the center and if you know that tunnel when you walk to the other side there's um it blows out white again so the idea was in this in the digital version of the proposals as you walk when you stop it sort of goes to white so you just have this clear head or this whiteness um so you have to sort of time you walk up along it, and you c can't really see, but in the um, um, in the distance there, uh, yeah, there is like um, some photographs of um, someone me sitting on the end of an empty stage. And when you when you do like a public art commission, you get to do like a site tour of a place, and you get to know the history of the building, and um, you get to walk around and get a feel for the place, and one of the most amazing feelings was walking out onto these empty stages of just having these massive audiences in front of you and like what that must feel like. And I kind of think we're all the main character in our own lives, which led on to then this work, um, which is a bar which was built inside the gallery, but there was a trick to it that you had to come into the, um, you had to, nobody knew what was inside. And when you came in, you were behind the bars because I wanted to give people that feeling of being like the main character um, and, you know, having this audience there. But the deal was once you'd served alcohol and um, you take, took someone's order, um, served, um, served them a drink and something to eat and then you'd take a donation, you were allowed to go and sit on the other side of the bar. And so everybody who went through this social experiment had kind of... So some people were on the other side going, right, I'm going to mess with this person and other people were really generous and some people didn't want to leave serving because they liked that feeling of power and, and other people were um, happy to just get, they didn't want to look at anyone, they couldn't deal with it. So it was kind of, um, yeah, like um, I kind of like art that sort of um, not tricks people but kind of pokes them in some way or there's some kind of little barb there or you get some kind of like gentle... Um, reaction that you're trying to sort of get people to ask, ask themselves questions essentially that was in metro arts so it was just in like one of the little spaces up there um, what year? I don't want to 
to say any of the years. <laughs> <laughs> Betray my age. Um, no, this would have been 2010. Yeah, yep. Yep. So it was a space that No Frills had, which was um, Courtney Coombs, Kate Woodcroft, Antoinette J. Citizen, and um, um, Catherine Sagan, I think. So, yep. Um, this work was, um, uh, and you know, I had to work with a carpenter to, to make the work and all that stuff, but this work is called, um, I forget, but, <laughs> oh, I know it's got a stupid name, it's like the Goodwill Bridge Project, which is just such a non-name, but essentially this was for the Straight Out of Brisbane Festival, so, um, a group I was part of for a while called The General Will, um, and we did a lot of projects, this is the only one included in the talk tonight, but Essentially, it was finding um, flat-packed furniture. So we got all this money to go to Ikea and buy this flat-packed furniture, and then we sort of invited people as they're walking over the bridge to construct this lounge room with us. Um, and it was hysterical that the most frustrating thing that you can do is, like, have to put together Ikea furniture. But as soon as it becomes leisure, everyone's, like, got their kids there. They're like, oh, my God, you know, just loving it. And then by the end of it, we're like, what are we do with this um what do we do with all the furniture we can't fit it back in the car now and so we just gave it gave it all away um so it was and some guy met his boyfriend and moved to Reykjavik like from that because we had actors there as well so we had sort of actors that we had that were engaging people as they came through so um uh yep so this is um this is a project called the sting which was um ended up being shown up at um at Tin Sheds Gallery. Um, it was actually a group show with Agatha Goth Snape as well, and uh, Dara Gill, I think Georgie Mayer curated it, and there's a couple of other people I can't remember. Um, but basically, I wanted to. Oh, that was the other thing about the work with the P. There was another element to that project. It was two works, and the other work was that I had people walk around the gallery and just talk about me. So it was like this advertising technique of guerrilla advertising, of having people just walk past and engage people in a conversation then like drop my name and start talking about me or be talking loudly about me behind other people as well. And I kind of like this idea that I didn't really have to do anything, that it could just sort of all happen um, again. And so this work, I gave my identity to my friend Max. So he would take my um, credit card and my business card and be meeting people. And I'd really just recently curated a big show after this and I was kind of known by name but you know a lot of people um he would say oh, i'm sebastian Mead," and people go oh yeah i've heard of you you know all this stuff so so he did the talk when we got down to the show he actually did the talk as me pretending to give his identity away so there's like this double kind of um con man kind of aspect to it um, um this is another kind of really loose kind of ephemeral work as well so um, this was a work that accidentally Annie Street had in a hotel. And so they invited some artists to come and do something in the hotel space. Um, and I kind of wanted to subvert that site specificity thing. So I made like a YouTube v lyrics video of a Drake song called Marvin's Room uh, with my friend. Well, I met him and we became friends, um, Dom Stevens. And so... The song Marvin's Room's got all these layers, just these memes of just like everyone's done versions of all these different kind of romantic situations going back. It's, if you Google it, 
you can you kind of know what I mean. But that was again just trying to sort of play with this idea of context and um, kind of quash expectations. Um, so this is um, another really well known work, and this is um, part of um, uh, this the departure lounge in the Brisbane um, International Airport, and this is um, part of kind of an ongoing collaboration that with um, Charlie Hillhouse. So Charlie and I, I'm sure a lot of you know, collaborate on a lot on a lot of things. And um, this the idea for this work is it's like it, it's a message that you get when you um, leave the airport um, behind the customs desk because I think you're always panicked whenever you're going through customs. Doesn't matter if you've done anything bad or not. It's an international yeah. So it's like, but you, yeah, <laughs> but you can't take a photo of it. Like oh. so. What happened to you when you took a photo of it? You got pulled aside, didn't you? Yeah, because you're in customs. Yeah, you're not allowed to photograph customs officers. So there's actually no decent photo of this work. And um, yeah, but I wanted them to film Border Patrol there because then it could kind of be on TV like every <laughs> night. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it's funny, you know, like you do these projects and you kind of, you know that it's going to be good and they approve it. And then I remember they were positioning exactly where it would be in this thing and they had all the big wigs there. And we were trying to sort of like do a merchandise deal with them to say, hey, this is, I'm happy for this to be the slogan for the airport. Like, give me the mugs and the T-shirts. And I just don't want to see it on TV and know that I came up with this and that I'm not getting any, do you know what I mean? Um, so, and anyway, they saw it and they were all really excited and um, they were like, the next day they were like, okay, come in and you do the, um, you know, we'll do like a merch deal and it just never happened. And then P&O did something and I probably told you a lot of you about the P&O fiasco. So P&O basically ripped off the design and that sort of hasn't been, um, what is the word? It hasn't been um, resolved yet, let's just <laughs> say. Let's say. Um, yeah, uh, this is, I'm sort of, I've gone over, so I'm trying to um, bring it back. This is a really big project um, that I think informs um, a lot of what I do. I, I think I'll just skim over it tonight, but um, it's basically, um, I was thinking about uh, the role advertising plays in constructing most of the images that we see in society and um, focus groups and sort of how they're an image-making process in the same way that cinema or printmaking or... Um, you know, painting, photography, like focus groups are equally like, um, you know, it's an image making process because you run people through these activities and then you come up with an idea based on it. You know, so much of polling and all this kind of stuff. So hide this space and um, with a two-way mirror and then ran people through this kind of um, exercise and then kind of came up with an artwork. Um, well, like an ad, really. I mean, it's. I wasn't calling it an artwork for a long time, but it was too difficult for people to understand. <laughs> so I guess it's an artwork. Um, uh, this is. Um, kind, I mean, one part of the, the, this talk that probably isn't touched on is like a painting practice and a design practice, and this is a collaboration um, with uh, Charlie Hillhouse again, and um, this is a kind of a great work you can't see the whole thing but it's like a it's a subway between a poster and a sculpture and a book so you don't really know what to do with it and i really like that it is like this really um awkward wonderful object um and and then this is the film that um 
Charlie and I made recently. So it's um, set in our friend Dirk's house. And it's kind of looking at his relationship between him and um, his house. Um, and then this work uh, was a collaboration recently with Cox Architecture for um, a laneway project. And these are kind of these flat packed um, chairs that people can make that they can then um, you know, kind of rearrange and kind of clip the words together. And I think that sort of starts to relate to the work at the front as well, like in terms of having these like multitude of random words and what people can kind of do with them as well. So, so over to Sai. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is kind of like, um, yep. Uh, cool. So it was, I guess, was, I got approached by you. Yeah. Freya and you. Um, yeah. And it was kind of, I think you kind of just like I like your Instagram. Yeah, and then that's well, stuff. we we had to try to work out how yeah. to animate text. Yeah, was, and so yeah. I was trying to and someone who'd worked with video projection mapping and all that kind of stuff, and um, had seen this um, that he was working with Dale on something, and kind of saw this stuff and was like, oh my god, it's black and white text. It sort of fits perfectly. So yeah, yeah. I'd been trying to do uh, thirty six days of type, which is kind of like this design. A day kind of thing so I was trying to challenge myself I was like okay I'm gonna give myself half an hour after work and try and animate a letter and do a bit of a musical thing to it so you can't hear the music but it sounds horrible when they're all together um, but yeah it was just kind of experimenting and you know yeah trying to do something fun each time and yeah it was the only one that I saw was really different motion every time Everyone just does a nice, beautiful letter. But I was like, no, I want to do motion. Um, and I've been lucky to do quite a bit of motion because I got to work with Dale Harding and actually animate one of his works, which was an incredible honor because it was just like this huge, well, it was only this big, um, but it was working with like traditional oak uh, and, oh, actually, I don't know if he ended up using it, but it was like him just working with this wall, listening to heavy classical music um, and me shooting over his shoulder, trying to get stills to animate this work. Because what's that blow technique? Thing? Yeah, he basically just has like a little kind of like straw, metal straw going to like a plastic tube where he has his dye. Um, and he's just blowing straight onto the wall in a very focused position, um, very meditative. But yeah, this is actually playing in Edward Street now. And what's the context of that commission side? Um, like, what's it for, the projection? This was for the ooh, Indigenous Cultural Walk that's going around. So Black, Black Lash, I have some yeah. friends that they actually uh, approached me. It was like, can you animate some stuff? And I was like, okay. sure. Uh, and this was kind of yeah, all art around um, Brisbane, these cultural art kind of pieces that have been either printed or yeah, blown out quite big. Um, so there's a little cultural tour they have and can take this people around. Temporary. Yeah, so this is only going till the 31st of July. Um, and But I think a few pieces should be on for a while. And there are some weird alleyways and stuff, so it's worth checking out the map they have because, you, yeah, you get a little bit lost. But, yeah, it was, it was very nice. So that's one piece. And then um, I guess we go on to where we kind of went with this idea of eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we, you know, we obviously, um, you know, sort of like sort of, okay, okay, let's work together. Let's kind of work out what we're going to do here. And um, I kind of didn't really, you know, it was kind of difficult because if you see the the actual building space, it's got a lot of windows in it. It's quite, you're quite sort of limited. I wanted to keep it super, super simple. Um, yeah. 
There's a traffic report like that. So yeah, there's a, there's a traffic report about what you can and can't do on the on the building as well. But mm. um, you know, I sort of wanted to make it quite clear, mm. and I think a lot of animation, like a video stuff, is like. Just, it's not art. It's you know, <laughs> like it's sort of like advertising or it's decoration. And I kind of, yes, yeah, mm. I just really don't, you know, I don't approve of that. Um, so to try to think, okay, well, let's, you know, and try to keep it in a really kind of um, conceptual art domain mm. was trying to, okay, well, what, you know, what are we looking at? Um, and, you know, I think looking is a good word. And so we kind of, mm. Shah was kind of going through all these different fonts with me and we came across the Optician Sans font, which kind of it's pretty, conceptually fit pretty well. Yeah, it's actually quite amazing, the history of it, because it was going on this whole, like, from traditional eye charts and, you know, it's progressed into this way. So it's an open font that they've taken and crafted this way. And, yeah. yeah, so the Snellen eye chart, there's not mm. every letter in the eye chart. So, like, mm. if you have a twenty twenty vision, this is where you get... It measures like visual acuity, so it's yeah. the amount of light that comes in. Yeah, like you, it's a weird it's thing. science. It's yeah. There's it's, so many graphs <laughs> and stuff to explain it. <laughs> yeah, do you want to do you want to come up here? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess the next one is like this. Well, that's kind of where we got to one bit after making you got a huge word list and yeah. then just refining. Yes, so it was kind of trying to work out, trying to think of something clever to say. In six letters. In six letters, and was just kind of too hard and sort of just sort of kept coming back to finding good words. Or how does a a word have any meaning that doesn't look like an ad? Mm. You know, I think that's sort of the danger. And I think um, it's kind of nice how, I mean, the work that's, the way that it's seen up there now is like you drive it's meant to be viewed in passing, like it's meant to be viewed by people who are commuting, coming back from different angles, um, walking. So I don't think anyone, I don't expect anyone to sit down and watch the full 40 minute version of the work. Like that's um, kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, that's just not, you know, you can do that and still get something out of it, I'm sure, but it's meant to be sort of, so every day there's like this different kind of like, yeah, you know, ominous word yeah. or something and um, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, so what do we do with that? Um, and so it came so into So, yeah, this is the concept and we were going, okay, how do we, yeah. you know, what does it look like? Yeah, yeah. so it was a lot of uh, experimenting because we were thinking at first, like, uh, can we go with, like, a codex kind of thing or, like, a ticker? So that was kind of, <clears throat> I think, one of, one, one of the foundation stuff it kind of landed on for a while. <clears throat> and there's so many various processes kind of to animate these things because you're basically taking a slider and going, okay, I want to get this here, there, and to actually go through a huge word. Actually, this was prior to having that huge word list. Yeah. Um, just, was, to, just to go back yeah. for a minute, um, the other thing about Optician Sans is it's actually a bit based on a grid of five by five. Mm-hmm. So it has this really nice kind of like um, modernist approach to, to art as well. And so it's about... It's kind of coming down to the actual lines being signifiers as well as much as the as the words, and I really like the simplicity yeah. of that and how we can kind of get back to animating it kind of quite simply. So, mm. and it didn't become simple though. So we had to figure out and code. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about this. <laughs> so it was a lot of playing around, trying to figure out. Okay, how can um I get this? That was an that was a fun way of trying to be like, hello world, let's get this working. Um, and that's actually the code next to it. You can kind of see what was going on if you understand code or JavaScript. Um, and 
yeah, it was it was a lot of playing around trying to figure out how can we get these words to kind of flow together nicely like the codex thing. So, yeah, and we should probably thank Nick. Yeah, well, a friend of mine helped me with a bit of code. It was yeah, yeah. a lot of codes that were like breaking and instead of doing some stuff like this, it was just like manual keyframes. He managed to limit my code to two keyframes. So I'm quite thankful for that in the long run because um, yeah, it, we had a few time adjustments several times yeah. and it made it much easier having two keyframes to adjust instead of uh, would have been 138 times six. So yeah, made it much easier. <laughs> Um, and you can kind of see like this was some early examples again like where things are distorting and kind of going through that we're still using that code and another early example was kind of yeah using this top bit up here where it's like if we do headlines or something kind of <laughs> yeah you can't see on this yeah. one because <laughs> I think like with the, with the yeah. space you're kind of thinking you know I've got to use all the space so mm. I don't want it, I don't want people to think oh it's just this one word that just you know like yeah. you know um, to, so I guess you sort of went big and then we kind of came back down again or just yeah. sort of started to get... So we're um, thinking even like a Scrabble board or something coming in, like the words down here feeding into the words up there and a lot of interaction and all these things that kind of became a bit chaotic. And it's like, no, what's the core concept here? Yeah, and you, and you can see what I mean by the six the six letter words of those, they're kind of the spaces, so sort of mm. relating back to the grid, grid as well and trying to just have it... Um, like kind of country country music, like what Dave Hickey said about um, country and western. Like people think it's really s stupid, but it's not. It's, or simple, but it's not. It's just like say it once and say it clearly. And I kind of think that's a really nice way of thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, that was more iteration because we were meeting up and. Yeah. It was great. We had the same glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. A, a whole thing. Um, I guess we have quite a few slides. On. Yeah, so it ended up being like this. Which Has everybody that. seen the work? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, this is what it looks like. It's outside. It looks like this. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so I just found out that we've actually got the... Um, the full, full version. The yeah. full version up. Which is nice. So yeah. Stand there for 44 minutes if 44 you want. 44 minutes, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is actually, oh, that's us recording it, I think, or well, not. Yeah, you can kind of see a timeline where we finally got like the two words working together as well. That was a consideration because, you know, if, if you're coming down Brunswick Street toward the valley, you're seeing three letters. Or mm. if you're, and then in some instances when you come up as a pedestrian um, coming up uh, into new farm you just see three letters so it had to i think then have a way where you got a full word on each side so it kind of you don't always get that but sometimes you do i know kind of wanted it to be for people who live around here as well like it is a spectacle just by the nature of what it is but i think it's also got to be for the people that walk up and down all the time or drive or commute or live around here as well mm. um and it, then it started to become this juxtaposition between the words, I guess. Yeah, too, maybe which, yeah. more more poetic, and it's all one hundred percent random as well. Mm. Like, there's no, there's not a single instance of these words being are oh, them two. Let's put those two together. Yeah. Um, it was just too hard because as soon as you put those two together, then you you got to try to do the whole thing, and then it's like you're starting to load these things up. So some of them 
don't make any sense, but they might make sense to other people, not yeah. us. Um, human biceps and then human yeah. biceps. <laughs> yeah. But then you Holy. get some other really, you know, really great ones. Like there's like sunset kisses or racist police or racist yeah. asylum. Just to just, you know, completely random. Um, and it was great because, I mean, it's not completely crowdsourced, but mm. definitely people were um, sending words and mm. get sort of texts from people in the middle of the night going, porous or, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, they like Batman. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, it's funny, like you sort of start to see these things every, like even Shane from Arts Queensland, he, he <laughs> said, said he got up to like 200 and something mm. words. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know I think, if we did it again. If it could be five letter words or something, or well, I think it, the, really work, the building now. kind of influenced the work quite heavily as well. It was one of those things. If we had a different building, I guess the work would have come out totally different. And that's kind of the things I like working in design because you always work with the constraints you have, and that kind of influences something really nice to kind of happen. Um, and I think it was quite lucky in this one how it kind of naturally flowed on. And, yeah. You know, I think, you know, really happy with where it ended mm. up and how we we got there kind of, you know, sort of with everything's on the table and then you to bring everything down and then you go, okay, and then you expand it again. You go, no, go back down again. Um, mm. There's this whole, I don't know if we have that slide anymore. It was this flicking thing we had for a while that was um, this whole letters jumbling and it was this shuffling thing where it was, yeah, very stuttery and it was kind of into that idea of like scrambling letters in front of you again but yeah it ended up being this natural flow which was yeah nice. it's got a yeah. softer change to it now mm. and then maybe if you take it back to the video and there's also mm. like a blurring effect as well which i think is uh -huh. to do with um i'll go back it's not over yet not over. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is um <laughs> it's kind of related to the op op um optician uh sands I think one of the other um, things, just trying to think what else to talk about is, um, is I guess the constraints of the project as well. Like when like dealing with public art and um, I mean, I've been really lucky. I haven't had many issues. Like a lot of people don't touch public art as artists because it is really regulated by government. And um, there's just a lot of there's a lot of competing parties whenever there's a public artwork and a lot of mm. artists can come out of it feeling really compromised. I think I've been really lucky because the nature of these things is that they are quite um, simple forms in a way. Um, but there was definitely with this project there were definitely some uh, challenges in terms of um, you know what you were allowed to do and what you weren't allowed to do. And you mentioned the traffic report before, mm. so essentially there was um, a traffic report commissioned by Arts Queensland um, to say that, you know, if there was an accident because these things were distracting a driver that um, and someone was killed, um, that, you know, everything had been done to prevent them from being that distracting. And there are zones of the building where you can't have certain colours because of traffic lights and you can have this speed in there and that speed in there. But what occurred to me pretty quickly was that all this stuff, there's actually no legislation around any of this stuff that it's actually um, the traffic report was commissioned because Brisbane City Council and state government have let through a number of, because um, it all gets compared to billboards. Mm. Um, 
So this is using the max amount of space we could. So that's why we're going, well, let's try everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, billboards and everything. Yeah, it so is, there's yeah. no kind of, and so it was a really interesting process to try to make sure mm. that people, um, oh, that's what I'm trying to thought. Um, to try to sort of get this through or convince people that cars wouldn't crash, even though there's no legislation. So we had to sort of fit this thing that the traffic um, engineers had written. Yeah. Um, it was a strange one as well because, yeah, it was like, okay, you can't use color of these kind of sorts. And I'm like, okay, let's keep it very simple then. And yeah, so like one side of the building, so this is on the corner where we have more text. Um, it's kind of more hidden way. So. It was, it was this idea of like, you know, keeping things close and uh, not too in your face, which uh, makes sense not having this flicker and kind of freak people out. Um, but yeah, it was, you've shown me a video as well. Like there's advertising out there that's kind of in your face all the time. Yeah, totally, just, totally. And because yeah. there's no precedent for it, I think mm. that people, you know, that fear of like, you know, something bad could happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then at the end, but what ends up happening is nothing happens because people are too afraid of something. So it was, yeah, it was mm. really interesting to kind of have to try to convince these people that this would be okay or that, um, and you know, I th one of the funny things that could have come out of this situation, I don't think it would, but w would be that the artwork would then set a precedence for advertising so that you could have these billboards everywhere throughout Queensland. Not enough. I want to be blamed no. for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nice having it come down to this kind of clean piece, I think. It's very mindful. You kind of sit there and observe if you want to. Um, yeah. yeah.